Hello, this is your host Shane with Radical Rocks. Today we're going to do rocks, gems, and all things rocks, gems, and minerals lapidary. And um, we're going to do talk about NASA scientists have discovered on Mars a giant sea. We're going to talk about prospecting for gold, a golden opportunity. We're going to talk about dating rocks, and that's not uh, going out with them, that's just telling how old they are and why it's a good thing. We're going to talk more about deep sea mining. If you've been listening to our newscast, we've talked about that a few times, but there's some more information on it. We're going to talk about icebergs. Believe it or not, these are the vitamins of the sea. And as usual, we'll look at Rock and Gym magazine, uh, what's hot there, and we're going to look at a couple articles at the VUG. So let's get right into it. But first, I just want to remind you guys that all our social media links can be found at radicalrocksusa.blogspot.com. And when you go to the bottom of any one of our blogs, which we have quite a few, they're very educational, you can see our links for our social media, which is an open Facebook group for learning, being educated and entertained uh, with like-minded individuals, and that's free, of course. And then also, um, you're aware of our podcast already. That's how you got here. But uh, the link is there. And also for our YouTube videos. So check out all those avenues and realize that you're helping keeping rock hounding alive is our goal. So you'll, you've probably heard that. So let's get right into it and let's talk about what's hot in the news right now. I think we'll start with the icebergs, the vitamins of the sea. Now, if you go to um, this kind of an unusual link, it's a Jewish uh, link. It's the web address is J-E-W-I-S-H-L-I-N-K-N-J.com. They've got the article on icebergs, vitamins of the sea. And this was written on May the 14th by uh, a rabbi, believe it or not. He's very interested in rocks and gems and things like that. And he's talking about these uh, giant icebergs. That really, iceberg means mountain of the sea. Now, how is this creating vitamins for the sea? And why would the sea even need vitamins? Well, as it turns out, all the ecosystems that are out in the ocean, they do rely on minerals that come often from rivers streams, deltas, and things like this that uh, go into the oceans and supply this. But these glaciers have bulldozed rocks and minerals and grabbed them and pulled them along with them and are full of them. And as they float across the many, many miles of the ocean, they create a uh, valuable contribution to where there is not very many rocks and minerals And as these rocks and minerals are melted from the iceberg, they float down and are able to give these nutrients where they are needed um, very, very much. So this is a really good article. Um, There's some beautiful pictures here. I was going to try to do a, a live stream video on Facebook or YouTube, but it seems like they change it constantly. So it was really difficult. You'll have to go to the site if you want to see these pictures. They're very impressive. All right, next on our article, uh, on our news, is mining the deep sea. Now, we've talked about this several times. Um, There has been some uh, litigation. My dogs have decided to bark 
constantly while I'm doing this. There's been some uh, laws that have been passed in the United States and all over the world to enable deep sea mining. And some of the places that they've found that are great areas to do this are areas where the hydrothermal vents have existed because you have rare minerals here that are very beneficial for uh, green technologies, for energy, and, um, and other things as well. These are considered um, super important minerals, rare earths and such. So the article has uh, some wonderful pictures in it. It talks about um, this uh, whole state-of-the-art technology that's coming into place for being able to to mine these minerals. So first, like I said, they, they've talked about legalizing it. They've talked about some of these really highly concentrated areas. They've talked about how to do it safely. They've set in the regulation on how that could be done. And now they're actually locating these spots of where they can find them. And there's actually a map on the site. So if you go to um, e-flux.com, um, you can read about this article, again, deep sea mining sites, and see these maps of all these hotspots that are really rich in these rare earth minerals. And um, the one picture shows how they scan the bottom of the ocean here. And uh, they talk about, you know, is this going to have uh, any kind of negative effect? And, of course, they're trying to um, make the impact as, as little as possible. And um, they say deep sea mining aims to exploit, exploit gold, copper, magnesium or magnese, nickel, lead, cobalt, lithium, titanium, platinum, zinc, and other rare earths from the seabed. The mining exploration will crush and dredge the seabed using a remote operated vehicles and send the ore to a vessel at sea level for processing on board and the waste um, discharge dumped into the sea uh, could create plumes, they say, that uh, could be an issue. So there's some, some discussion on how they're going to deal with that, with these plumes and stuff. Um, maybe they would have to, you know, slow it down or filter it or something like that to be able to, to do away with some of these negative uh, impacts that uh, the article's pointing out. They also say the noise could be um, uh, interrupting to animals and things of that sort. So this is kind of a uh, not a pro mining of the sea bottom, but a kind of an anti uh, article really. But um, they do talk about these different areas where they are mapping out um, places that they could mine. Some really neat pictures and uh, diagrams of how they feel that uh, these plumes and such will, will impact in a negative way. So, I mean, I think it's good that, to talk about these things and see how to minimize that and see if they can do it safely. Next article is Exploration Explained Dating Rocks. Now, this is really interesting article because um, dating rocks, um, although it's not an exact science, but uh, some people think it is, but it really isn't because there's been people who've challenged some of these dating processes and found, found them to be way off base sometimes. But regardless, scientifically, they use this method and they depend on it and uh, they feel that it's reliable and they use it to date different minerals. Now, they're saying that they found that the older minerals 
where you're looking for valuable things is going to be um, the older it is, the more valuable it is. Now you can look at this article at kitco.com. That's K-I-T-C-O.com. And the article was written on May the 15th by Gwen Preston. And you can read the whole article if you want. It's really interesting. Uh, It's not that long. But they're saying that when they look at these rocks and they date them um, with the radiometric dating and they look at these um, uh, isotopes and the breakdown, they use different pairs to determine their dates, which include carbon, potassium, uranium, lead, and other stuff. So they come up with these different years that you know the rocks are a billion years old or a million billion or whatever numbers they come up with the older they are especially when looking for gold and stuff they're finding that these are the richer areas so the article concludes and says in short age matters knowing the timing timing of the magma intrusions and the relationship between the rocks on the exploration property is vital to understanding mineralization and where to find more and that means higher values and um, richer deposits so next in our article we're going to be looking at an article which is very lengthy about a well actually i wasn't going to talk about this um it's about a mine in nevada called the marigold mine and um, they've just discovered more um, gold and more ore at pretty deep, uh, 4.3 meters, and uh, all the way down to 1,031 meters. So that's quite a bit of ore in between that area there. And um, they feel that uh, they're going to be getting quite a bit of gold. In the past, this company has mined, if I can find it here, I know it was around here, uh, it's quite a bit of gold. I'm not really seeing it. I wasn't going to actually spend any time on this, but um, there are a lot of gold mines that are popping up and these discoveries, and a lot of times they're very forward-looking. There's no guarantee this is really going to happen. These are just some assays. Sometimes they run into problems, and uh, they're not able to do it, but there's a lot of gold mines uh, going up in Canada, in Northern America, um, and in Alaska and Nevada. So um, you can look those up very easily by going to Google New Gold Discoveries, and they will pop up if that's something you're interested in. Now, here's something I did want to talk about as far as gold goes, and it's called Prospecting, a Golden Opportunity to Explore the Great Outdoors. And um, this is primarily, this article is in the Chronicle Herald, and uh, you can go to the chronicleherald.ca, and uh, it's dated the 15th, and you can look at it, it's pretty interesting, I think it's Newfoundland um, area, where they have these groups of, of uh, people who are interested in prospecting, a lot of them are small prospectors, and um, some of them are just weekend people, some of them are, a lot of them are geologists actually, that, uh, you know, they they want to do it on a full-time or a part-time basis, and some of them are just into hobbying, like rock collectors like ourselves, and they sit here and they are given instructions on how to do this prospecting and gold mining, and uh, in a way that is uh, low impact, it says, and uh, they are show pictures of them at these really unusual rock formations and um, 
I think there in this country here in America, we have a lot of good organizations like the GPA, the Gold Prospectors Association of America, um, where a person can get in and get some good education on small prospecting and um, actually have little claims where they could go and you know, potentially find a few flakes of gold and stuff like that. Um, there's several different clubs. I'm not sponsored by any of them. But at the bottom of the article, they talk about the basic prospector's equipment list. So before you go out, whether you get a book or you join a club, you want to make sure you have some good boots, uh, the dependable prospector's hammer. They're recommending a safety vest. I guess that could be good. Um, a backpack, that's, that's always good. I like five-gallon buckets myself couple of them uh gps a map or compass skills i think it's good to learn how to use a, a map and a compass um someday maybe we'll get into that there's actually it's a valuable tool if you're going to stake a claim um, or if you're trying to look for a specific area and you've got to walk through the hills learning how to read a map can be very valuable uh magnifying glass is good and a first aid kit i would say a spray bottle is pretty good too i like to have a spray bottle um, to, to spray off rocks a little bit and see what they look like. So that's a good article. Next in the news, um, we're going to look at Rocket Jim, Rock and Jim. Uh, Rock and Jim magazine does not sponsor us, but uh, it's a very good magazine. I always say that. And they have Thursday Thoughts. Thursday Thoughts, it says, If you'll stay close to nature, to its simplicity, to the small things, hardly noticeable, those things can unexpectedly become great and immeasurable. And uh, it says it was written by Rainer Marin Reich. So kind of wise words there. I like that. You know, if you do pay attention to the little things, sometimes something very big can come out of it. So I like that. That's uh, good, good uh, words to the wise some of the articles that are on the Rock and Jim, um, they talk about, uh, they have the top 10 Rock and Jim photos. They have an uh, article on a business spotlight, New Mexico Harding Mine, um, Allophane, a mineraloid, which is an interesting black mineral. They have uh, minerals as decorative art. I think we talked about that a little bit. They haven't put too many new things up here, but uh, check it out. It's Rock. The letter in gym.com. Now, the Vogue had quite a few interesting articles this week. I uh, really enjoy um, looking at it. They're, they find them out there. One of them is pineapple quartz. Um, this is beautiful. So, if you want to go to the Vogue, go to um, it's actually the T H E hyphen V U G dot com and just click on their news section. And they update this every few um, days. And I don't know where they find the articles, but uh, they find some really good articles. Sometimes I find them um, the same ones they have. Sometimes they, they find them. But the Pineapple Quartz is from Madagascar. And uh, it's a, they have a picture of a large terminated point. But all around it are all these smaller terminated points that are just clustered up and down it, just covering it. So that it does kind of somewhat resemble... Um, a pineapple skin around it so it's pretty cool um, it goes on to say that um, the the court the quartz belongs to the trigonal crystal system and the ideal crystal shape is a six-sided prism terminating with six-sided pyramids 
at each end. So oftentimes quartz crystals are twinned or adjoined by other crystals or minerals. Um, so it's not uncommon to find more than one crystal connected together when you are collecting the crystals. So anyway, it's pretty cool. The one from Madagascar is uh, either white or can also be a cream white or kind of an off-white. Really neat. Um, this article that the VUG is quoting is from uh, geologyin.com. And uh, that was written on, uh, see, is there a date here? I do not see a date, so you'll have to look it up. Just look up pineapple quartz, and that will pop up. All right, next, our last um, article is about a brand-new lake. This also was on the VUG. Actually, you know what? Let's, let's talk about a couple of the things on the VUG, because I think we've got a little bit of time left. Um, they talk about... Um, they have an article here about strange hollow ball-like structures found in 80 million year old fossils that were found in Australia. And they found these, um, these hollow ball-like structures in fossil species that were believed to be starfish and sea urchins. So um, that's interesting if you're into fossils. And then I think, was there one other article on here? Let's see. Oh, they're talking about a tectonic system on the moon is also there on the VUG if you want to check out that article. But the one I was going to look into detail was this new lake that's larger than five football fields. It's formed just recently since July 2019. And this article is written in Geology Hawaii. And... Um, you should be able to look that up. It's also on geologyin.com. And this lake has formed in the mouth, uh, the, the mouth of um, the volcano. Let's see if I can remember the name of it. I wrote it down here. Where is it? Uh, Kila Kilauea, Mount Kilauea. So that's the famous volcano in Hawaii. And the cone has cooled, and this water has just gone in there. Now, that water is real nasty and rusty. It's almost 100 feet deep, and it is getting deeper. Now, you think, oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to swim in it because it looks so nasty. It's probably got, you know, very acidic from all the potash and everything. But this actually is pretty terrifying because when this water builds up in the top of this volcano cone here, um, they're saying this this could spell some really bad news for Kilauea eruptions. A volcano, and this is directly from the article, says volcano more typically erupts explosively. If water dissolves into the magma, it could cause a buildup of steam and increased pressure and perhaps a more dramatic and potentially dangerous release of lava. So this is something that... Um, the scientists and, and volcanists will be looking at, those that study volcanoes will be looking at, and um, we'll stay tuned to that and see what happens. So pretty interesting stuff. So guys, um, please check out the links on our blog, which is radicalrocks.blogspot.com, and I will put um, that address in the description of the podcast for your convenience and come be a part of our our social media come be 
a part of uh, all of that and uh, contribute and like and share and that helps us to get educational stuff out there let us know what you'd like to see we've done interviews we've done uh, topics on all different things through our blog blogs our podcast and our videos as far as lapidary um, and and geology and rocks and minerals and gems and talking to people uh, of interesting characters who've made discoveries or who are gold miners and rock collectors. We hope to do some uh, specials on some actual um, um, shops that have uh, extra special gems and minerals that we can uh, check out and look at and get some stories and background on. So stay tuned for that. Remember, uh, rock hounds don't die, they petrify.